One more day with Twitter. It's a publicly traded company. It's sad, maybe a little bit beautiful. Let's talk about what it means for all of Elon's other investments. Mr. Ross Gerber joins us, President and CEO at Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management. Ross, good to see you on the show. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. You obviously are a big Elon fan. I see him communicate with you on Twitter. If he's chief twit, what does that make you? Are you gonna be chief comment guy? Yeah, I think I'm going to be chief comment by <laughs> in on the deal. I'm, I'm in on the new Twitter. So uh, we've invested in Twitter as a privately held company. It's actually called X now. Um, I am fully briefed on the business plan and hopefully we'll have some role in, in dealing with uh, the media and, and hopefully helping guide uh, many of the difficult uh, decisions and choices that Twitter will have in the future. So are you confident he's going to be able to balance everything? I guess if he's been balancing two, three companies already, what's four? Well, that was one of my first questions. It was like, how long is he going to be CEO? Because like, don't you have enough to do? And it was sort of like, well, we're not sure. And, but he's definitely CEO of Twitter. So, you know, that I think Tesla investors are going to have to get used to and SpaceX investors, but you know, Elon is really good at putting talented people around him that can operate effectively. So I assume he has a plan to do the same exact thing in Twitter. And, and I'm excited to see that start to take shape. So uh, can you give us some insight? I mean, from uh, the conversations that you're having, uh, the messaging that he put out to the public here about advertisement. I mean, uh, frankly speaking, it seems uh, like it could be a very good thing. Uh, ultimately, he wants to try and create a more neutral space. So I think that you'd have to be blind not to realize that uh, much of our social media world has been divided now along party lines in a very ineffective way. But how does he take that into uh, an idea that's going to make you money as an investor? Well, I think investors have to look at the overall business plan for the future of Twitter, which involves really three prongs. One is obviously making it a better platform, which is a win for users and advertisers. And if it's a better platform for users, it's a better platform for advertisers. So I think that um, solving the bot issue and verifying users is one of the core uh, things that can really improve the platform for everybody. And as a victim of hate and spam and bots on a daily basis, I'm really excited to focus on that problem. Personally, I know Elon is as well. So cleaning up the platform. Number two, I think what is really important to Elon is, is actually uh, creating a subscription model, which is actually how the media used to be, which was you subscribe to a newspaper and you paid the newspaper for its services so that advertisers were really a secondary source of revenue. And the fact that advertisers have become a primary source of revenue and almost no subscription revenues uh, driven by the media today, um, that has created this, uh, I would say, echo chamber slash uh, pay for clicks model that has not served the public as the traditional media had had in the past. So the subscription model is going to be based around verification and, and other benefits that will really make many, many users want to subscribe because they'll actually get a benefit for it. And it'll be a nominal subscription amount, but it will add up with tens of millions of potential users. And then the third element is really creating a creator economy around Twitter because that drives great uh, people on Twitter. People like me who put a lot of time into Twitter, I do make money off Twitter because we get business from Twitter, but we put a lot of videos out and a lot of things on, on Twitter that are better monetized on YouTube. And building a greater, better creator economy uh, really attracts the three pillars of compensation that 
uh, creators are making. One being YouTube being the main source, two, you have Patreon, and three, you have OnlyFans. So if you can combine, and not to mention commerce through an integration maybe with Shopify, but when you add commerce and you know a creator community to Twitter, the potential is unlimited. And do you think um, the verification process uh, will it still allow uh, anonymity? Is that going to be part of the app still? Or, or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think the idea that we can have an avatar and sort of have this like version of us that we want to be on social media is part of the metaverse in theory. So I think that accountability is driven by the fact that there's a human behind the account more than I have to use my name, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. a lot of the individualism of Twitter would be lost if you were just forced to be your name. So for me, it's really about knowing that that user's a user than what they call themselves, you know, whether it's the whole Mars catalog or whatever. I, I know it's Omar, but you know what I mean? But it's like, I think that makes Twitter unique and I don't think it'll change that. You know, partly at first, uh, he says in his statement that he doesn't want it to be a free-for-all hellscape. Early on, it kind of seemed like maybe he was open to that idea a little bit, that it would kind of be a Wild West, which would certainly uh, maybe not be the best place, but would be different. To some degree, what he's describing here sounds like he's basically just trying to create what others have tried and failed to. Uh, so uh, do we have any clear kind of steps that he's going to take? Is it more just kind of a trust fall that, hey, he's done his <laughs> other things well, he'll be able to make this beautiful X home base of content better than others have too? Zuckerberg clearly has struggled. Obviously, Jack failed, I think we can say. Right. Right. No, I think he said in the letter very clearly, I expect this to be just as challenging as going to the moon or building an EV company, which were ridiculously challenging things. And that's why he's doing this. I think, you know, Elon thrives on the most difficult challenges humans could want to deal with. And, you know, that's just him. It's not me, that's for sure. And, and most of the, my dealings with Elon really are incredibly difficult as well, including this deal. So, you know, I think that's the uniqueness of it. But he looks at these problems as engineering solutions. And so what I think he's trying to do is create a transparency around the process of the communication that goes on. Like, why is this inappropriate? Why is this not inappropriate? And so that there is less confusion on what the rules really are and how they're applied, because he's really going to apply an engineering and not some sort of esoteric committee of tweet analysis, right. you know what I mean? And I think there's this big fear that Elon's gonna sit on the weekend like approving free speech. And that is absolutely not the way he sees the solutions for Twitter. He very much sees them as engineering solution and algorithmic solutions that will create transparency. And I think better clarity of what is acceptable and not acceptable. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking is that uh, the engineering solution to be able to somehow quantify what people are contributing. Are you contributing to the conversation in a quantifiable, positive way? Right. That to me would be the holy grail for Twitter. Is there maybe a uh, way totally. to show that you interact with people outside of your bubble? Maybe you get earned points or something if you interact positively. Maybe we rank our conversations. Did I have right. a productive that's conversation? Right. So does he have to hire some software engineers? Because it seems like he's laying everybody off according to the reports. Well, you, know, that, you know, once again, I, 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 I hope to bring clarity to what's happening at Twitter to people in the media because I think there's a lot of reasonable fear. I don't think it's unreasonable about what's happening, but 
one must cons consider the current situation is the worst possible situation. So we really can only improve on the areas of transparency and what I think algorithmic solutions to uh, positive contributions and, and tweets. And I get so much out of my positive and often my critics, okay? I respond to plenty of criticism on Twitter as long as it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wanna say my fund's down 40%, you're right, and it sucks, you're right. And I'll interact with you if you're doing this in a positive manner. You know, it's like, I think the fear is that we're gonna stifle criticism, but that's not what it's about. Then somebody goes on and says, you're an a-hole or whatever. And you're like, how does this help anything? <laughs> and so I think the algorithm will downgrade and upgrade quality of conversation. And so we can build algorithms that, that do that. And I, that is what Elon's doing is he's looking to hire engineers who already work at Twitter first, okay? This is part of the misinformation here. He wants to hire people at Twitter to work for this company who already work at Twitter, okay? So that's what's going on right now is he's in a rehiring process. But how many people that's gonna be is it could be any amount. So they do expect a, a, a large amount of layoffs because there's okay. way too many people at Twitter. Okay, so maybe refocus them uh, somewhere uh, to uh, be yeah. more productive. All right. Uh, they'll hire people. Okay, thanks for the insight, Ross. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Ross Gerber, President and CEO at Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management.